podcast episode seven. I'm Kat. I'm Kayla. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Do you know what? It's embarrassing because I listened to episode six there a while ago just to kind of recap. And I remember saying, oh, sorry guys, we haven't been here in a while. And we considered a while a week. Yeah. But like... No, yeah. it has been ages. It feels like it just feels great to be doing it again. It feels great. And to be honest, like, you know, one of the major factors for doing it today was that it's uh, a friend of ours birthday today. And we want to wish her a massive happy birthday. She's one of our biggest fans. She's gloating for punishment. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to us, but... You have fans now, have you? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so it's Courtney Muckle. And she's not only uh, one of our biggest fans, she's jumping out of a plane for the suicide response team that we're part of. So she's she's some woman for one woman, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, people can hardly get me into a plane. Never mind jump out the side door of it, so... By God, if I could get you on a plane, I'd shove you out the side <laughs> <I> door. <know. laughs> Without the parachute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So um, thanks to everyone for, for joining us, all two listeners. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, we had a great mental health hour last night. It was all based around suicide prevention. And there was a huge amount of people involved in the chat. Um, we had various organisations and individuals, hadn't we? We did. We did, we did. We did. Right, well, I read out some of the organisations that tweeted in. Do, go for it. Right, okay. Right, we had um, Mary Kate... Olin said well she tweeted on behalf of organisations really she was just saying that the biggest groups nationally working for suicide prevention are the Samaritans Aware Pieta House and they all do amazing work to help people um, with some more initiatives in my own county like Waterways Patrol who are all amazing we have Waterways here in Limerick as well we do I wonder is that the Wexford one that Mary Kate's from I think there's one in Waterford isn't there as well Waterford or is it yeah it's Waterford yeah um, and they do amazing work at night and it's about keeping people safe when they're, you know, out and about. And if anyone is feeling extremely low that and they're spotted near waterways, that someone will be there to, to talk to them. Um, Mike Douglas, he said he was very interested in tonight's uh, Mental Health Hour chat. It reminds him of a recent chat host, Three Tears Ireland. We had them on a couple of weeks ago and they promote suicide prevention and they run um, workshops and everything. And he just said he's really looking forward to this week's Stop Suicide campaign event. Um, it is loads like but I keep going do feel good Glasgow said I have heard about some hairdressers and barbers that have been trained to spot and chat about suicide after all you'll spend quite a while with them on a regular basis and they can sometimes see a change in people how true is that mm. we we spoke about that before as well though like people like bus drivers and school bus drivers in particular and stuff like that it's really that's really clever to have people like that that do be meeting the public often um, and would notice a change in somebody's behaviour yeah very clever Mm, and I suppose there are people that are, um, what would you say, they're very much open to very real conversations. And it can just pop up, you know, someone just doesn't blurt it out really, but it can just come up. It could be the talk could be triggered by something else they're chatting about. or It's great. And like Taxi Watch do a similar thing whereby it's taxi drivers. There's so many great campaigns going on all around the country. And it was just great to have everyone together. Um, one lady tweeted in from the Netherlands, actually, and she said that if you dial, I think it was 113, that straight away you're put through to a service where they have a counsellor that can straight away chat with you and keep you safe until someone else gets involved, basically. Mm-hmm. You're smiling at me. Why you no, I'm not. I'm, I'm smiling because my head was itchy and you were on such a good roll, I didn't want to make noise by scratching. You're yeah, very sorry. distracting. Uh, yeah, 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 I knew it would be. When we're rich, we're going to invest in a second microphone, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Some other stuff we chatted about last night then was this Friday, um, we're hosting the Time to Talk special 
on mental health hour so we're having a special twitter hour this friday night and that's from 7 to 8 p.m and it's going to be all about the language around mental health so language is very important like isn't it because it can add to or take away from it can add stigma or it can it's powerful like yeah you're a woman of a lot of words too <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it kicks off the green ribbon campaign so they're doing events to see change are all over the country throughout the month of may so we're honoured to be asked and it's an honour, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And they're legends, which always helps. <laughs> um, the Toomey Family Memorial, actually, I want to mention it because Albert Toomey is a great follower of ours. That's coming up the 9th and 10th of June. You're laughing at me now with my list of stuff mm-hmm. here I'm reading off. Um, which I just want to give that a quick mention as well. Cool. Uh, we shared an article out that was uh, very popular last night. And it was on RTE and it was the mental health report calls for less medication reliance. And I suppose medication has always been controversial when it comes to mental health. Uh, now again, it's our own personal views when we talk here. But a lot of people would feel that medication is the first thing to be recommended or prescribed when someone visits a GP. What do you reckon? Well, it is like, that's the first thing they kind of jumped at. Um I think it's person by person. Uh, me personally, it wouldn't be for me, but doesn't mean it's not for the guy living next door or the girl living down the road. It's nothing got to do with me. Um, it's just for me, I'd like to try something else first. Um, but I've seen friends who have taken medication and it's absolutely changed their standard of living and it's really helped them. Mm. Um, so I don't think anybody can say either way. Um, I think it has to be on a person by person basis. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. Like, it is totally individual and medication can suit some people mm. and it mightn't suit someone else, you know. I know personally it's something I resisted for years. When mm. I say years, it felt like years. It was the bones of a year and a half. Uh, I remember going first of all to my psychologist and I was like, look, it's not happening. I just had associated with being like almost in a trance and I was saying, no, it's not going to happen. So I went to talk therapy and did that for so long. But then I hit this point where I couldn't go any further mm-hmm. and the medication actually when I accepted it helped me to get over that little speed bump and let me go out and do things I was scared to do yeah you know and I suppose it, it can help too in that aspect you know I wouldn't definitely. rule it out no I definitely wouldn't rule it out I suppose the thing with me is when I hear medication if it was for me I'm genuinely like a child and I know I will forget to take my medication I will mm-hmm. I'm useless if I'm on antibiotics for a week I need to be told twice a day Kayla take your antibiotic I would not take them I would genuinely forget um, so that would be the reason why I wouldn't take it because uh, I know I'd miss and I would know I'd end up messing it all up and it just wouldn't work for me um, but you see there, there's, there's like you said it has to suit the person as well and I've seen friends who have taken one say brand of medication and it really didn't suit them at all and actually I won't say it made it worse but it just it just wasn't working but then they switched to another obviously under guidance from their GP mm. and doctor or whatever it is and it's like a complete reverse action and it's they couldn't imagine not taking it because it made, it lets them get out it lets them do things like you know when they say oh go and do some exercise you'll feel better people are not often in a place where they can do that yeah, and I've heard stories where the medication just gets them to the point where they can go mm-hmm. out and exercise, and that's where it's important. Yeah, that's where it actually. It's pretty much exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and 
like I suppose one thing I find concerning is I suppose when you talk about antidepressants yeah that can work that way you know after a mm-hmm. while someone wants to take them and help them to get out and stuff like that and to do different things and challenge themselves but then there is definitely I feel an over-reliance on handing out relaxants yeah um, which are highly addictive yeah and I know myself when I got my first batch of them I think it was like I remember going to my doctor and I was like look I need something like I was wired to the moon mm-hmm. you know and I'm laughing now but at the time it was far from funny uh, I couldn't sit down I couldn't stand up everything was wrong and I remember him saying right we're going to give you a couple of these and I thought he was joking when he said a couple and I won't name the medication but it was a relaxant and just mm-hmm. calm me down and he must have put only about six into the little drum yeah and I was like where are the rest of them and he said I'm not giving you any more that's until you get into your counsellor and I feel that's the way it should be done yeah that's that's really responsible actually Mm. because if other people they'll give you a repeat prescription for three months well yeah it's it's kind of the same thing but it's not really I know after my surgery and I know you know this story you were kind of laughing mm. I was given obviously extremely strong painkillers completely different ball game but still kind of the same thing they make you really like when I was on them I was completely talking gibberish and jobberish but I was given a full a full box of these yeah. extremely addictive things like I, I never even took them all he gave me so many and I think that's a little bit of a problem yeah you're lucky you're actually quite sceptical of medication aren't you I, uh, see I hate when you say this now look what? I knew you were going to start bullying me whoa <laughs> we're just back and I've been accused of woeful things I'm not sceptical how do you mean sceptical like if you have a packet of 50 tablets mm-hmm. your leg could be nearly falling off before you'll take a painkiller yeah it's not that I'm sceptical of them, it's just I'm, and I don't want to turn anybody off taking medication, I would never want to do that. It's just me personally, I don't really like taking lots of medication. Um, It's just not something I like doing and I know a lot of people don't like it and they have to take it. I will take something when I really, really have to. Um, Otherwise I will try and get through it because I am so conscious. I don't know what's in this, mm. if I'm taking it I could experience side effects and I'm really scared of that. Yeah. Um, side effects from stuff and I don't really like having to deal with that because then you'll have to take another tablet to deal with the side effects from the last one and it just freaks me out a bit um, but that's that's my extreme thinking do you know what I mean that, like, you an extreme thinker I know, Stop. I know I know but I would never turn somebody off taking medication if you feel it's right for you please God go and talk to your GP um, again it's just my thing I'm, I'm just funny about it that's all and I suppose like I, I'm still taking medication mm. but um initially I was tried on and you probably saw that actually with me it must have been interesting to watch it I was tried on about three different types mm. and I remember one you were kind of saying to me girl you're not even there like no. you're like a zombie yeah and I couldn't remember saying stuff mm. it was very um, it, wa- it wasn't funny I know I'm, I'm kind of laughing but it wasn't funny it was, it was a very blank medication it, mm. it, you were very blank you weren't crying but you weren't laughing you weren't anything like you could be watching TV and I'd be laughing my head off at something stupid and you'd be like what was that mm. you know that was concerning that's well, that's not a medication that's obviously working for you if you're like yeah. that and I suppose the important thing from that experience was that you said that to me I had noticed okay I don't feel right myself then I went back and said that to the psychiatrist and they were able to say okay well maybe it's not for you mm. and through communicating with the psychiatrist I'm now on a medication that I'm feeling perfectly normal yeah on. You know, and it's about communication. Some people think, oh, I tried one set of tablets, they don't work. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> kind of like, it, it was something I actually wanted to talk about today um, as well, but it's kind of the same point, is people who are a little bit nervous or even sceptical, 
um, about going to talk therapy. Mm-hmm. People sometimes feel, I know I did, and I think, you know, I don't have depression or anything like that, but I think sometimes throughout your life you'll, you'll hit a stage where you'll need to go and talk to somebody about certain stuff. Yeah. And I always thought, okay, I'm going to go, it's going to be airy-fairy, it's going to be horrible, and it's not something I'm going to like. And I went... And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And my world just came crashing around me. I was like, oh, God. And I was telling everybody, I told you it was going to be like that. I told you I was going to hate it. Mm. My biggest mistake was thinking that every counsellor or therapist was the same. And that once I found one, I had to stay going there. I went to four, I think it was, before I found one that was like, I take a very no BS approach to life. And it took me four times, but I found one that took that approach too and was able to kind of, I need to be strong armed into doing something. And she was able to do that. So that's something as well. People seem to think that when they find a counsellor or a therapist, they have to stay with that one, even though it's not working. Oh, it's so true. Like you create such a relationship with this Mm -hmm. person. Look, I don't mean to make a joke of it, but kind of am. We need a tender for counselling. Yeah, swipe right. If we match, you know, this person's open-minded, isn't going to drop when I tell them what I have to tell them. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, because you have such a stigma built up in your head Mm -hmm. that when you actually get there, you can be like, oh my God, this person's so sound-like. Yeah. You know, and so approachable and not everyone is for you. It's like dating. It's the very same concept. Yeah, I think so. That's why Tinder is the ideal Mm. comparison. Swipe right. You know, you could meet someone on your first date and they'd be like, oh, you'd turn you off for life. Yeah. But if you were to go at face value, then you'd never again date. Whereas there's someone out there for you. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's very much like that, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. Um, like I said, when I first went, you know, I think I went twice to the first one I went to. And don't get me wrong, really nice person, but just not for me. And it turned me off it for a long, long time until mm. I actually had no choice. I had to go back. Um, and I found a different one. And like I say, it works for me. The personality type that she has and the personality, it works for me. She'll tell me when I'm being a dope and she'll tell me, you know, well, I think that was actually your fault. So you need to cop on a bit. And that's the type of counsellor I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I need somebody to be straight up with me. And she does that. And I never thought that a counsellor would actually turn around and say, mm. you need to cop on a small bit. You know, yeah, and I yeah, really yeah. appreciate that. Like, it works for me. Um so if I can find a counsellor, a, a professional counsellor and pay a person to tell you to cop on, you can find a counsellor that's going to mm. work for you, do you know? Yeah, and the other thing is like, you know, some people they might find um, the financial side quite expensive when it comes yeah. to counselling. But inquire with GPs, inquire with friends, there are services. I know even in Limerick, for example, there's My Mind, they do it on a tier, it's kind of on a ladder scale. If you're on social welfare, it's at a reduced rate. Mm-hmm. There's all these different things. Loads you know? of different options. And especially for, for college students as well. Most colleges will have a free service that you can go yeah. to. Um, and not a lot of students know about that. I was I was shocked um, yeah, yeah. when I asked around if, if people were aware of that. And a lot of them said no. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim Leonard, she tweeted in last night and she said, skills-based therapies like CBT are brilliant too even for people who don't have a diagnosed mental health problem. Yeah. CBT is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's one of the ones that, yeah, I can totally agree. It works. No matter what type of personality type you have, it's evidence-based. It's there in black and white. It works. It's proven. It it has been proven to work. Oh, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. It rewires the brain, essentially, mm-hmm. isn't it? 
and like initially why it might take a little bit of an effort it becomes routine it's, it's like riding yeah. a bike then isn't it it's tough and it's really hard to grasp at the start um and it's funny i remember listening to 2fm i think it was a couple of years ago and blind boy from the rubber bandits was on and i it just it was listening in the background and uh, everybody knows rubber bandits massive things for mental health really well educated intelligent guys mm-hmm. um but the the dj asked him for i think it was chris chris and kira at night time asked him for a recommendation on a book right and i was waiting for this big long-winded yoke and he comes out he goes i'm not messing but cognitive behavioral therapy for dummies is the best CBT book you can buy and I was kind of laughing but then you actually went and bought yeah. that book and I read it and it's, it's my bible really yeah. good it's really bloody good it's the bible yeah it's it so is. it really breaks it down mm-hmm. and explains why you're doing what you're doing yeah doesn't it it yeah. really does it's a really 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 good book so if you are looking at getting into it they have it in Eason's any really major bookshop wherever you are will have a, a copy of it um, and there's even like snippets of it available online to read for free before you buy it. But if you're looking into it, um, wondering what CBT is about, that's a really good place to start. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Kathy, she said last night, I take medication for anxiety. I was very anti-medication for a long time, but I have to say it has a place and it saves lives. You wouldn't deny a diabetic their insulin, so why would you deny someone who needs medication for their mental health their medication? Isn't that a great point? That's bang on nail on the head yeah that ice the cake love it now, didn't it yeah um yeah so it was i mean there's people foreign against i'm sure yeah but i think if you are for or you are against try and get yourself to the middle mm. because i think it's 50 50 with me i'm for and against but not for anybody else yeah do you get me like if my friend came to me and said i think i need to go the medication route absolutely let's go to the doctor let's chat about it let's see what we can do and just because one of your friends doesn't like medication that does not mean that you have to be ashamed or afraid to try it absolutely not and the same goes for talk therapy just because mm-hmm. talk therapy works solely for one of your friends or someone you know does not mean it'll work for you no. it might eventually but it might take a little bit of a step up on something else you know to give you that little bit of a help um as look you talk for hours yeah it's a massive topic actually massive Mm. and with your ability to strip things back we could be here till next week oh god i don't know about that (laughs) uh it probably links in actually with this a little bit i read an article in the guardian yesterday and it was written by jessica glass and it was to my safe person thank you for supporting me through depression saw it did you cry a little bit because it reminded me of you i didn't read it um but i saw yeah. I saw the headline. It, it was Toad Samosh. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Basically, right, she wrote a letter to thank the person that was there for her when she fell apart and everything and all I was thinking of was you because obviously you were the one that saved me at the time which kind of a weird thing so over the airways but anyway. Um, it's the truth and what she was saying was that no matter what happened to her she knew there was this one person that whether she was overjoyed whether she was literally scraping the floor with herself Mm -hmm. trying to pull herself in the door the friend was there and she said everyone should have one of those so nice yeah yeah and if you can find that safe person and i think you know even better again if they're trained in something like safe talk absolutely yeah to have i love the title safe person yeah that's what clicked with me when i when i saw it because i just happened to see that i was on a website and it just there was loads of articles on the page but that was the one that kind of jumped out and i just didn't have time to click in but the title alone kind of grabbed me 
Um, yeah, so yeah. I can't imagine what the article would do if I if I actually I, I will I'll go in and I'll read it you should it's I a will. great read it really really is a great read um, and it's a testament to her and her strength and how she's come out the other side of it as well mm. you know and can can turn around and say look this helped me maybe it'll help you yeah um, fantastic the more safe people we have in the communities you know that all comes back to suicide prevention as well it sure does um, maternal mental health awareness week is this week did you know that maternal is it yeah maternal, no I didn't yeah. know that no um, there's at P&D and me are running the hour as far as I know it's Rosie um, and all this week every night there's something happening on the Twitter page deadly yeah mm. so they've a really packed up week which is great like yeah and it's such um, a delicate time as well for mental health when you're pregnant either prior to giving birth or afterwards yeah you know we've seen a lot of people that would have gone through the mill either mm-hmm. side of it because even if you're on medication for example you have to come off that while you're in pregnancy yeah that's scary um, and I'm sure that that has you know I'm sure that that's crossing the minds of pregnant women and their partners and stuff because that's a big deal huge. That's that's a huge deal um, and that combined with your hormone levels during pregnancy are just mm. off the Richter scale altogether so that's a really important week um, and so that's really cool to hear they're doing a, a Twitter week around it that's that's important well it's done. great because there's so many other supports out there you know if you have to come off one thing or yeah. you can't do one thing or for example Vogue Williams for example now right mm-hmm. is pregnant mm-hmm. her main thing is exercise I yeah. know that and thankfully she can still exercise away mm-hmm. but say for example if there's a week where she can't yeah. the same as you or I say me having to come off medication mm. to be the same effect and it's having an alternative having people in the same boat very uh, true. I just think it's very important. Yeah. To know. Very important discussion to have. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. Oh. No, it's not a no. Today, no. Today is May Eve. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you just went to your dad's farm. Right. Yeah. What were you doing up there? <laughs> meditating. Don't lie. I was meditating. What were you doing at the farm? I was blessing the farm against Pishogs. What's your problem? It's just, this is fascinating to me. This is the, like, before I moved to Limerick, I never heard about this. That people go and bless their farms or their land or their, their house yard against Pishogs on Maeve. Very important. Okay. Tell us about the egg. What about the bloody egg? Just explain to people what happens. Like, say... Right. I'm not going to say who. Okay. okay. Yep. But there was a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't name them. Okay. <laughs> we'll probably guess. Shall remain nameless. Yeah, shall remain. I can't even talk. I know. Shall rem- what? Can you say that? Shall remain nameless. There you go. Well done. Black nose really helps. Proud of you. But, um, yeah. So their neighbour was partial to working Pishogs. That's the term putting it, okay? So, say this particular family used to grow vegetables. Okay, so hang on a second. What's a Pishog? Just for people who don't know. Evil spirits. Okay, go. That's my take on it. Right. So, there's this family who grow all their vegetables. They flourish every year. But the next door neighbours work Pishogs. Right. So this particular year, this family went out and found buried eggs in their yard. And they came in panic and going, oh my God, there's Pishogs in the yard. Someone's after doing it. I S-H-I-T you not. Every plant in that yard died. Vegetables, the whole shebang. So today, Kayla, today I took my two naked legs with a pair of shorts and hiking boots. If you saw me, you'd run the other way. I went into the farm and I walked 34 hectares for my daddy. And I shake shake shook holy water on every boundary wall look I don't really believe in that now to be fair but if my dad okay hang on now I'm just going to stop you there you don't really believe in it I remember last year 
around this time I asked you if I could borrow something Not a hope. I can't remember what it was and you said no because on Maeve that means I'm giving you all my luck yeah we're looking to give you anything today now but you just said you don't believe in it okay fair point why are you, why are you lying to people but look the farm is bulletproof <laughs> let's just be fair about it like also I did have to roll under two fences army style to get into the fields you'd have died laughing if you seen it it's just the weirdest thing like I'm interested to know if, if this is a thing in any other part of Ireland because I've asked friends who live in different parts of the country and they've said Kayla you're, you're off it you're gone like what are you talking about it's only Limerick I've ever heard about this in so if you even can follow what we're talking about and you've heard of this before let us know on Twitter um, because I'd be interested to hear who else knows about this I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to do a live stream next year of you doing this I'm going to follow you into the farm. <laughs> Stop. Because you video on me falling every 20 steps. Because <laughs> I, I tripped over three bars today. One of the same bar twice. I should have gone with you. I actually should have gone with you. Well, I did record some of it, but I wasn't in it. I was recording the walk to show my mum and dad because I know well. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, I thought you were recording, like, to say, oh, Pishogues, don't try anything because I'm recording and people <laughs> will see. Like, what's that film, uh, Paranormal Activity, is it? No. No. Oh, uh, Witch Project. Oh, that's actually a good movie. It's very underrated. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, come here, I got a lovely book in the post there last week. Did you? Yeah. It's from Sharon Fitzmaurice called uh, Someone Please Help Me. So I did. Okay. And I am three quarters way through this beautiful book. It's amazing. There's I've taken so much from it. And I think what I'm going to do at the end of it is actually type up a little bit of a review on it. Deadly. So watch this space. But I, I so recommend it. I really do. Cool. Um, a lot of it made huge sense. You know, um, for me, one of the main things was... I used to live in my head basically so I'd be thinking all the time think 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 but and that's partly where my anxiety is like but when you trust from your heart a lot of that eases okay. and she has gone through that as well and you know it's a very real book it goes through her experiences in the past which cannot have been easy to write mm. um, but I just think it's amazing so watch this space okay what's the name of the book again uh, someone please help me so I did okay. it and it's on Amazon and all that thing is it it is of course yeah, yeah, yeah cool so go and check that out yeah, that's all my Daddy. gossip and scandal for today. That's it. Yeah, we've only about four minutes left anyway, so we may as well tie it up. We don't want to bore you to death. Um, that's all I have. That's it, and the dog is going to lurk in the background. Yeah, just on time. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.